Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis. America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis. Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chick in Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I'm so happy you joined us today and that you're here. And gosh, if this is your first time joining us, thank you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And I am positive. <laughs> You'll find out why that word is fun today. I am positive that you're going to learn something and you're going to have an aha moment on today's episode. And so let me introduce our guest today, who is Laura Bandeo. Dayo. <laughs> That's it. I love it. Laura Brandeo, and she is the founder and president of AFR, which is American Financial Resources uh, Wholesaler Delegated. Correspondent lender, non-delegated, everything to do with wholesaling. And I am so excited to have her here because I love having powerful women come on to the show. It's so exciting to have you. So welcome. So happy well, to have you. Well, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here, Jen. It's a pleasure. Oh, of course. Of course. So we, we've had so much fun chatting. We've probably spent most of our time. We probably should have recorded it. But let me tell everybody about you a little bit more than just that. Um, you're the only, the only woman, right? <laughs> Yeah, the only woman partner. Yeah, the only woman partner of this company. She's one of the 20, named one of the 20 business women to watch in 2020 by Inside Success Magazine. She's a 2020 Top in Finance, 2019 New Jersey Top Women in Business Award winner, 2018 um, NMP's Women of Influence, and 2019 Women with Vision Award, which I shared with her. We both, we, we all were on that stage and she just became the chair of AIM Women Mortgage Network, which is part of the AIM Association of Industry Mortgage Experts. So I think that's awesome. I know you've been speaking on more stages because we've started to share some stages together, which is kind of fun. And a couple more things about her. So she has a blog called Say Yes Every Day, and we'll have that link in here as well. It's just sayyeseveryday.com. She also has a podcast that she started called Positively. That's where the positive comes in. Positively Charged Biz. Positive charge biz, and we'll have a link to that as well. And I'm going to be a guest on her show in a couple of months or weeks or whenever it is. We have it all scheduled, but I don't know when it'll be released. But again, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to have you as a guest. Fantastic. Sounds good. So let's talk about business first, kind of get that pushed aside because that's what everybody wants to know. But but really, what you and I are going to be talking about is some mindset today and some 
positivity and what do we do now? You know, as we're recording this video, uh, we're still in the midst of COVID. This, when this gets released, it'll be midsummer sometime and maybe heading into fall. So let's talk about what you're seeing right now as a result of COVID and how it has impacted your business and then what your crystal ball looks like for the future. What do you see that's going to change for us as an industry as a whole? Right. Well, first off, when all of this happened, right? I mean, I, I have to back up in time yep. where the first week of March, I actually was at the very first AIM Women's Mortgage Network event in Irvine, California. So for months and months, here I was preparing our very first inaugural event. We go out to Irvine, it, we crushed it. I mean, we, what we did is we launched it with 50 handpicked women to kind of be the ambassadors as we continue to grow the group. The group has almost a thousand members, but we actually took these 50 to put them through an all day extensive training. So we go out there, the first day was phenomenal. The next day was the actual AIM Activate event. So here we are, about 1,400 mortgage professionals, all hugging, all being really close, all together as we're hopping on planes. And at that moment, the rates are dropping. I mean, I can remember being on the phone with our CEO going, you have to shut off pricing because we can't possibly handle another loan. Like it was ridiculous. So, okay, AIM event was awesome. Come back. All of a sudden you're hearing rumbles. You're hearing right. rumbles about this. Forbearing. Might be a little bit more than what we anticipated. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we're having partners meetings saying, Okay, if we have to shut the building down, what do we do? What do we, what do we physically have that's paper that we have to worry about? Yeah. Now, yeah. thank goodness, we went remote back in 2011. I so remember 60, you telling me yes, this. Yeah, yeah yes, thank goodness. 50% so yeah. of my employees, they were already remote. And probably the other 30% could be remote. Mm -hmm. But there was about 10% of the team that had never been set up. And as that second week scrambling with my wonderful IT department, that's figuring out, okay, hurry up, come down, get your equipment. We have to do your speed tests and all that. So as all this is happening and you're in this whirlwind, what started to happen by week three and we all had to go home and we're all working from home. By week three, I'm on phone calls. I'm in text message groups with my competitors. Yeah. I'm on calls and meetings where we're sharing what's going on and we're sharing how we're handling it. How are you handling appraisals? How are you handling title? How are you handling the notes to the warehouse? What are you doing? Right. Jen, we've both been in the mortgage business a lot of years, okay? A lot of years, all right? We added it together, people would be scared. Yeah. <laughs> right? But never in my entire career have I seen people come together like what I witnessed that third week of March. So we're all saying, this is what I'm doing. This, these are my thoughts. What do you think? I got to tell you, I'm sitting there going, we got this. We've got this. The NBA is stepping up. They're holding meeting after meeting. Communication is happening. Leaders are stepping up and saying, okay, let's hold hands. We're going to pull you through. Right. And at this point in time, I've watched our industry come together in a way I haven't seen. Yeah. 
And no, no, I, I've been I, so proud of them. Yeah, I and I saw that too. You know, the speed to market was just absolutely incredible. You know, not like it was when we had the credit no. crunch, right? The Great Recession, but the speed to market. I couldn't believe how quickly everybody was shifting, and even the Feds. You know, even the Federal Reserve and how yep. quickly they were moving, and and even comments that were coming out of FHA were good too. You know, just letting us know. Yep. I mean, we didn't like what they're saying, but we're we know <laughs> it's happening, right? It's better to know than wonder. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So I love, they didn't I love, go quiet. Yeah. So I love that you went that that the industry, you know, the back end, right? The back end of everything wholesale and, and correspondent was collaborating and not being competitive instead of saying, how do we just get the whole market moving forward? Exactly. So now, okay, time is passing. We're getting through this. Everybody's able to work efficiently. What do I see in the crystal ball? Yeah. You know, for the future. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think rates are going to remain low for a while, for yeah. quite a while. I don't anticipate that we're going, now, even if they go up, it's relative, they're ridiculously low. I mean, even any little increase, it's still ridiculously low. Yeah. I absolutely do believe, and we're seeing it right now in time, it's going to be a very strong purchase market. Although yeah. there's plenty of refinances out there, and that will continue. Well, I certainly, you know, not losing sight of that. There's lots of families that can benefit from a refinance. But the purchase market, people saw things that woke them up. Yeah. People were put into situations where they said, you know what? It is important for me to have a backyard. It is important for me to have a little space. It is important that maybe I don't want to bounce around all over the place. Maybe I do want to be rooted and maybe I do want to stand, stay put. So I think this has changed people's mindsets and thoughts in many different ways, but in one way that ties to our industry, it's definitely going to result in a very strong purchase market. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, and I don't know my husband's exact numbers, but I would say 85% of what he's doing is purchase. And, you know, we've got, I mean, I'm not in it anymore, but I say we just right. I'm used to being the team leader, <laughs> right? <laughs> he now has, he now has, you know, a little over 3000 clients in the database yeah. because, you know, of all the years of lending and stuff. Of course. And yeah, everybody thought refis would be the thing, but then people started losing their jobs. They weren't sure. Then the guidelines start changing, you know, and, and everyone thought no one's going to do purchases. We're going to see a drop in purchases. I was predicting an itty bitty drop and then watch out. And I'm already right. watch out. And we're not even out of COVID, right? Correct. So, yeah, I mean, everybody just continues to move forward and they're taking advantage of low interest rates and these opportunities. And I think there's going to be that going forward as well. What do you I think? Agree. I mean, there will be a, a push right now as everybody gets let out, mm-hmm. <laughs> out of jail. Yeah. And they all, you know, they all get, they get let out. But then there's going to be another surge later on. What are your thoughts I about agree. that? I totally agree with that. And, and like I said, there's so many people went inward, you know, everyone had a lot of time on their hands to evaluate situations. I mean, I'll even use myself as an example, the home that my main home in New Jersey, I bought it when I was 25 years old. And I literally say to my husband, I probably every weekend, because now I'm here, I literally say, you know, this home is so special to me that this was my first home. I mean, I own other homes in different states, but this is my first home. And my goodness, it, it's so special. It's such a connection and it's my safe haven. Right. And I think people have realized that I want that. I yeah. need that. 
And I'm going to do that. And I think a lot of millennials that may have been on the fence before, I think they're going to pull the trigger. I think they're going to, like I said, get rooted and say, you know what? Maybe I don't want to bounce all over the place. Maybe I do want to make a decision of where I'm going to plant root and stay put for a little while. So I think the purchase market will continue to increase. Yeah. And I don't think it's just going to be millennials. I, you know, I can tell you that my kids who have children, right? Three grandkids, they are feeling squished. In fact, I found a, I found a a photo, right? I get all my stuff from depositphotos.com, by the way, because then you get legal pictures for all your presentations. Ah, nice. (laughs) Um, it's really good. And, but anyway, I found this picture of a sardine can that had been rolled back, but in it was a house, right? And everyone's feeling like there's sardines in their house. Yeah. And so there's that group that wants to move. And then there's people like me, you know, that, that my husband and I have, you know, a 6,000 square foot house for two people on 21 acres. And I'm looking around going, okay. Yeah. Oh, let's move. It's time. It's time. It's time. Let's move. So I think this is what's going to push it. So let's talk about housing demand because that's going to put a big strain. We have pent up demand. We have lack of housing. What do you think is going to happen in that? I do. I do think the builders will come back. I mean, obviously, and, and I even, you know, we are known in the industry for construction product that went on suspense during this whole thing. Right. And the reason why that happened is there was too many uncertainties, right? There were too many question marks of some states you couldn't even build, other states you could, some states you could get permits, other states you couldn't, you know? So there was a lot of question mark. But I do believe that the builders are going to come back strong. I think you're correct. There is definitely a lack of inventory, a hundred percent. I mean, regardless of the part of the country you're in, it's difficult. So I do think there's going to be a combination of there will be the fixer uppers that get the renovation loan, another thing that we specialize in. And there definitely will be builders coming back strong and developing in the parts of the country that have the availability of the land. Now, for example, I'm in New Jersey. There's probably not going to be as much building going on where we are because there's not a lot of land, but there's lots of land across the country. And even, you know, another thing that we specialize in is manufactured housing. That is such an interesting thing. You know, when I, before I came to AFR, I had never done a manufactured home my entire life. My, my perception was you know, the tin can trailer park, right? Because right. that's trailer the trash. Industry. It's okay. Say it. Yeah. yeah. No. My husband, <laughs> right. My husband is trailer trash because they he was born in Biloxi, Mississippi, and they lived there you go. at the on the Air Force base. And I, oh, you are trailer trash. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so interesting is that now these are beautiful. Now these are customized and they're yes. state of the art and they're built. You know, they're smart homes. You know, they're built to the latest and greatest where they're telling the lights to turn on and everything is electronic and everything is state of the art and energy efficient. And there's parts, you know, out in Silicon Valley, there's actually a developer that these young kids are graduating with computer science degrees, trying to go out to San Francisco and they can't afford, they can't afford anything, a a garage they can't afford. So they're even building communities across the country of these brand new manufactured homes where people have an opportunity still still a home and it could be on land, you know, it's not in a park. It's, it's on its own piece right, of right, land, right. but that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. I would have never thought it, but that's a great way for people to be able to buy their own home and think a little outside of the box. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually this thing called buddy loans and it's a, like a matchmaking system service for buddies who want to get homes together. 
Ah. <laughs> like two people, you know, they say, look, I can't afford it and I can't afford it, but we could go in on a house together and we'll split the equity and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's kind of a cool, a cool thing. So what do you think about commercial, about what's going on with commercial? Because your, oh. your entire team is working remote. And I know my husband's company, and I've heard from some of my students, you know, that their companies are now saying, and we already know that Twitter's already said it, hey, don't come back to work. Everybody's remote from this day forward. So what do you think is going to happen with the commercial? spaces that might get left unfilled or they won't get filled back up again? I think it is definitely going to be a downturn on the commercial side. I mean, I'll use us as an example. I have 60,000 square feet of building sitting in New Jersey, and I currently have 10 people in that building. 10. So of course, we speak about it all the time, you know, in our partners meeting of what are we going to do? And essentially, in New Jersey, mortgage company is is considered essential. So we technically never had a close, but we did it out of the comfort of our, you know, our teams teams, because people weren't comfortable going to a building and we give them the choice. But we're thinking the same thing. Look, I just had a record month in, you know, last month we had a record month. I'm sure this month will be another record month. Lots of people were booming in business and I didn't add not one more team member. Right. So the same team that I had, I just closed probably 30% more yeah. working remotely. Yeah. So why do I need to bring them back right. into the office? I know. I know. And listen, I'm telling you, there's a white paper on this too about, you know, the the commute, how the commute plays on it, how not yeah. be with their kids. And I know everyone's complaining about their kids. You know, I have to homeschool them and all this stuff, but they're not worried about their kids, you know, going different places. Now we'll have to see what happens when they are yanked from preparing a closing paper, a closing document, because now, you know, Susie's going to go to ballet practice, right? We're right. going to see some changes there. And so that efficiency sure. or that proficiency will probably reduce. But but I think overall, people are happier employees generally, because they're not sitting in traffic. They're not worried about, you know, that they're not spending money on clothes. Yeah. Right. The way that they were right. And, and lunch and stuff like that. So my thought is, and I want to get your opinion on it. My thought is that with pent up demand and lack of housing that we might see a lot of commercial conversions into condos. Yeah. And I think you've seen that like across the country, some of the malls, Yeah. right? The malls have closed and they've become even where, you know, the bottom is commercial and then the top is our condos. I mean, you're seeing that more and more. So I guess just like they converted the malls, they're probably going to do the same thing with these these office buildings. I think they I are think too. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I love that. So let's, I want to step back just a, l- a little bit here and talk about, you know, when you first started AFR and you know what that, wh- I just kind of want to hear the story about how that came about. Cause you and I were talking, you know, in the green room about this, you know, we were saying, Hey, you know, it's kind of a funny story. And the reason why I want you to share it is because I really believe in the importance of niche marketing. And I've, I've done that all my career. I keep that's what I teach. If you don't like niche marketing, then don't ever call me to be your coach because I'm going to tell you to niche. <laughs> but I niched and I closed over a billion dollars in loans. So you decide, right? You yep. decide. But I want to hear your story about this. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll take you back to June of 2007. So you've got the picture. You know what was happening in June of 2007. Yep. The com website. <laughs> that was it. And every day you hoped your company's name wasn't on, wasn't there, on that right? list. 
That's right. That's right. So it was June of 07. And of course, the whole industry was crumbling. Nobody knew what was going to happen. So I reached out to a friend of mine that was my account executive at IndyMac Bank. Okay, so here I am, I reach out to, to IndyMac and I say, hey, I'm really nervous about where I am, getting a little unsettled, was wondering, do you know anywhere that's, and I'd love to tell exactly what I said, safe. She literally laughed at me and said, do you really think there's anywhere that's safe at the moment? I said, all right, all right. How about just different? It's <laughs> yeah. not where I am, right? So she's like, matter of fact, I have a client and this particular client just got his full approval. He was a broker and now he became a banker and he has warehouse lines. He's been doing retail for about 10 years and he wants to start wholesale. So I said, I can do that. And he, she's like, here's his cell phone number. So I reached out, I met him and he said, okay, here's the concept, Laura. We're going to offer one thing, FHA down to a 500 FICO score. That's it. Broker only. Well, so that's all we're offering. No correspondent, no other programs, no conventional one We're going to control that underwrite to ensure we can sell it. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So at that moment, I said, oh, oh, I left off the part of the story I love. No salary, no benefits. No safeness. If you, <laughs> but you get to decide who you hire how you run it, you get to run the show full control. Yep. I said, well, I called my husband. Of course, I have two kids, a mortgage, you know, the whole deal. I said, no, no salary, no benefits, but it's my way. Yeah. And my husband said, of course, you're going to take it. So why and are you calling? About why are you even calling? Yeah, you know. <laughs> so at that moment, I said yes. I showed up the first day, which was June 18th, 2007, and he pointed to a desk and a computer, and he said, there's AFR Wholesale, go. You're the wholesale department, go for it. No, you're it. <laughs> so at that moment, how I got into the mortgage business, let's, I gotta go back to understand how it ties together. I was a young mom. I was 19 years old, me and my husband had an oops baby, and we decided we had no money, so he went to work and I stayed home during the day. I was going crazy. I needed to do something. And at that time, what you did at night, you telemarketed it. Yeah. The way I got into the mortgage business is I called people and I said, what's your interest rate? I bet I can get you a lower interest rate. At 14.75. <laughs> no, no, it was six and a quarter then. <laughs> oh, okay. The rates had come down. Yeah, I, I have to, I, you know what, you know what's funny? You said, you said you were 19, so I immediately took myself back to my era, I'm older than you. And that's when rates, you know, when I got in, it was 18 and a half percent. And then well, what happened was the rates had drastically dropped from then. That yeah. was the point where I got in. Yeah. The rates had come down into the sixes. Yeah. So I did very well generating leads for a mortgage company. Okay. So going back to AFR, when he pointed to the desk and the phone, <laughs> I went back to my roots. Yeah. I started cold calling brokers. Yep. Within the first week, I had signed up numerous brokers. Within the first month, I had already started closing loans. I helped process the loans. I, I was the only account executive. Long story short, fast forward, within six months, I was doing $100 million in business a month. 
Yeah. And it well, all everybody needed that at that time. That's right. Yes. Yeah. But you're correct, Jen. Niching and finding where you can be the best and where you're the option for your clients to be able to say, oh, AFR, let's manufactured. Who do I go to? I go to AFR. I'm the fifth largest manufacturer home lender in the country. And the first two are not mortgage companies. It's Clayton and 21st because of the chattel. So like I said, that's the whole thing. I differentiated myself to say, I'll take your manufactured homes. I love manufactured homes. Bring them right here. And that created that niche that you're right. We differentiated ourselves. We found something that maybe other people were not comfortable with. And we went to the market to say, bring them here. We want them. So a hundred percent, that niche marketing is key. Absolutely. Otherwise you're selling every, everything to nobody. Right. And so when you look at a lot of correspondent lenders, you know, now and wholesale lenders, you know, they're just a dime a dozen. It's like, well, what do you do? And in fact, we were in the green room and that's why I asked the question. It's like, so what differentiates you? Right. Because, you know, otherwise it's just another wholesale lender. And I love that you've done that. And I love that you've even poked little holes in some of your other expertise while we've been talking so that somebody who's listening and say, oh, it's not just manufacturing, but it's also reno and it's also construction and, you know, govies. And I know govies are your big thing that you're doing. Yeah, correct. that you're doing. So let's talk, I want to talk a little bit about, and I think that's wonderful. So let's talk about, you know, your, and this is kind of around all of this is your say yes, everyday mindset and how that, and so yes, you have a blog and every day you have something different. Say yes to something, say yes to this. And you've been doing this for the last couple of years and, you know, and it's personal things and it's business things, but all of that is a mindset of positivity. And right now that's what people need. So people that are in COVID, if I release this while we're still in some form of COVID, right? <laughs> the positivity that you bring, you know, and, and the mindset that you have. And one of the things that you said, and I'm, I'm in a different world now, so I don't have to do this, but one of the things that you said in one of the panels that we were sitting on or some meeting that we were in is that you still are dressing up. And so for those of you that are listening, you can go look at the video. I'm in a summer dress and she's in a suit. We'll call it a suit, but she's dressed up, right? And now normally when I'm on stage, I would never do this, right? But, but you decided, hey, I'm going to work like I always go to work. I'm going to dress for the job. I'm going to dress for the job I want. I'm going to dress for success. I'm always going to have that mindset, right? Because it does put you in a great mindset versus sitting around wearing yoga outfits and stuff, which I'm seeing a lot of people do. So tell us your whole take on positivity and mindset development as it relates to how do we emerge, right? I I say this all the time. It's not an emergency. It's emerge and see emerge and see the possibilities and opportunities that are there, of course. So I'm going to give you the secret to the whole mindset. All right. My mindset. Okay. I can't, you know, I I encourage people to think like this, but I'm going to share with you how it all happened. Okay. So the way that I look at every single day, okay, is as if I've already lived the day. So think about this. Stick, stick with me. Okay. I got it. So when I wake up in the morning, I don't look forward. I look backwards. And what that means is that not at any moment of what happens today, do I want it to be a bad memory? So I'll give you an example. 
we, every moment right now, we've already passed a whole bunch of moments, right? Just in this conversation, that time is gone. We're never getting it back. It's behind us. It's the past. I have a choice every single day that I'm giving up one day. One day less that I will, less that I will spend on this earth. Okay? Yeah. And you have a choice every single day that you open your eyes of letting somebody else determine how you live that day or you being in control of the day of the gift that you were given. So there is never a day that I am going to allow someone to take away my positive thoughts, my happy connections, or the moments of time because that is a gift I'm not willing to give to anyone. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you know, so many of us, you know, get up and, you know, Mondays, right? The whole Monday thing, because it's Monday and manic Monday, (laughs) manic Monday. You know, I was talking with one of my students today and called and said, okay, so we're ready for coaching. And she's like, it's a manic Monday. I can't, you know, like world's falling apart and everything. So we took a few minutes to get her kind of head on straight, pop her head back on straight so she could go do her thing and we'll coach a little later. But, you know, it is kind of like that. And and a lot of times I think people get up, especially originators, right? Get up and say, today I'm taking charge. I have the reins. And then their processor calls them and then they metaphorically get in the back seat and they become driving Miss Daisy. That's exactly right. That's right. But you can't go in with that mindset because remember the day is gone. Okay. If you're, you want to look at it as if you're looking behind you. So, okay, I'm an originator and I'm, I'm going to crush it today. I'm going to take four applications. I'm going to, I'm going to lock five loans and I'm going to bring home two families. Right. And then you, like you said, all of a sudden something goes wrong on the Smith family and now you're, you're worried. No, because what did I decide today was going to happen? I'm not going, yes, there is a, issue on the Smith family and we need to resolve it. We're not ignoring that things are going to go wrong. That's life. That's part of Well, everything. you're in the wrong business if yeah. you don't think anything's going to go wrong every day. <laughs> but you have to decide at that moment, are you then going to have that one thing wipe away everything that you were going to accomplish? Or are you going to solve the problem? Everybody in the mortgage business, we're all problem solvers. That's why we're here, is we're problem solvers. We're going to solve the problem. And then I'm going to say, hey, wait a minute. What was I looking to accomplish today? And you're going to make sure. Now, you might not accomplish it all. That's okay. You can keep going. You have another day. We're going to keep going. But if you focus only on that, who are you really hurting? Yeah. You. Oh, no question. Oh, no you're question. you. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, the I'm defeated. I can't this, that, and the other. I, I just can't stand that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I love that you're, that you, you know, have put this blog together and I, you know, I hope you come out with an app on it as well, because it would be really good to every day sort of get, sort of get a bing, <laughs> say yes to every, everything today, right? <laughs> I will take note of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it'd be really cool to sort of get that, you know, bing that comes in every day and tells me, maybe you have to set up a text system. That's it. A text system. Ah, there you go. An SMS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you can send it out every, every day to everybody. Cause it's sort of like the truth bombs that you and I were looking at yep. I'm hearing them here. You know, the truth bombs that I get every day is it's just, you know, here's the truth. Here's what's yep. going on. And they're great affirmations. Everything that you have is very positive. I love it. There's a couple things that I always say, you know, that 
are you getting bitter? I mean, are you bitter or are you getting better every day? Right. And it's one of one of my little yin and yangs that I use all the time is because we can be downloaded constantly or get get down about this underwriting change and that underwriting yeah. change and this thing happened and that thing happened, you know. And I think that we, if we can use each one of those as a way to get better, not to be bitter about it, I think that's important. And I think the other thing is I hear people say, I have to make phone calls. I have to take care of this. I have to this. No, get you to. get to. I get to. <laughs> I get I get to make phone calls and make a difference exactly in families' right. lives. I get to solve this problem because I know yeah. I'm going to get them to closing. No matter whose fault it is, it doesn't matter. I get the opportunity to resolve this and so they can put their heads down in their pillow every night. So exactly. I, I think that's super important. So Laura, I want to ask you, what do you do to keep motivated? Now, obviously you have your blog every day, but but now you created that opportunity. But prior to that, and maybe in addition to, where are you getting your daily motivation and, and inspiration? Well, I will tell you, I, I'm a big believer in continuing. I'm a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. I love to read and I love to consume positive things, okay? So the minute I wake up in the morning, there's a morning meditation. And then as I'm starting my day, I start my day very early, even working from home, I'm still start my day at six. 6am, regardless if it was in the office or at home. And while I'm doing my reports for the day, I'm listening a lot of times to YouTube videos, or I'm listening to other positive messages that kind of just, you know, gives me something to listen to in the background that's kind of feeding my brain at all times. And so I never stop reading. I never stop listening. I'm always looking for new things to consume that will continue to inspire me continue to motivate me and listen I don't want anybody out there I you know I've I've been interviewed so many times of is your life just rainbows and sunshine and you're always of course not of course not I mean listen there's I've had to you know give lots of bad news many a time many a day yeah it's difficult it's challenging And sometimes I do have to have a lifeline to a friend or I have a wonderful husband that's been with me since being 19 and starting our family young. And listen, sometimes I'm like, you just have to listen, (laughs) you know, just, you don't have to comment, just let me vent, you know, so that I can get it off my chest. Right. So you have to have that tribe, whether it's friends, whether it's family, your partner, you need people like that too, but never stop giving and surround yourself with other people that think like you. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. someone that's Debbie Downer all day, I can't have that person in my life. It doesn't work for me. So that's no. another thing that's important. Yeah, I, I think that you know, we talked about, we've talked about that in the past, you know, in traditional financing and corporate environment, you know, way back is that cancer in the office that can't be there. And, and, you know, that cancer can definitely spread. But, you know, I mean, even during COVID, I've had one day that I found I broke down. I was just I did too. overwhelmed. I mean, I was, I just broke down and my husband came home and well, cause he's, he works for the mortgage division of a bank. So he's okay. the only loan officer sitting Well, he has a mortgage office, but he hasn't been there for three and a half months. Mm-hmm. So he goes to one of the bank branches where all there is is a manager and a teller. <laughs> right. There you go. And, but he's come home and, and I just, he's, he came in and he goes, have you been crying? And I go, <laughs> 
And he's like, do you want to talk about it? I just want to cry about it. Just let me cry. I don't even want to tell you. (laughs) You need that when you need that. You do. And and then you're refreshed, right? It's it's like a cleansing and stuff. And, you know, and nothing happened. It was just the the pivot that we were making and everything coming at you. And, you know, and I I need this funnel and that funnel and I have to hire people. and, And that's what I've done during this. You know, I did the 12 week year, right? In 12 weeks, I did a full year. I accelerated my business one full year in 12 weeks. And so it was a lot. It was a lot to pull on. I hired a new virtual assistants team, you know, team members. And I mean, it's a lot. And and I think it just came to a head where I was just writing notes on top of notes and couldn't figure (laughs) it out. And and then I, okay, now I can reset. I'm ready to go because I'm always a positive person too. (laughs) <laughs> but but we do have our moments. So I think that's pretty cool. So, and um, those moments. Those moments are okay. <laughs> we all need them. And by the way, he's had that moment too. I don't know if he's cried, but he pretty much came close to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone during this process has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, believe me, he's had some challenges and his have been internet, you know, our internet. Oh, yeah. 21 acres, which we have beautiful internet, but when everybody else on 20 and 40 acres... Sure home. It's totally, it's just a mess. So it's just, it's just funny. So that's why he goes into work. Thank goodness. And I get to work here by myself. There you go. And uh, yeah. So, okay. So I want to ask you about a favorite quote or a quote that guides you. Do you have a favorite quote that guides you? I love the one with live life to the fullest. Wait, there's a second piece to it that I should know off the top of my head, but I can't remember the second piece to it now. It literally is on my wall in my house, and I can't remember the second. I know, isn't it funny? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably look at it every it, single day. We call it COVID cranium. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very, it's very important to me. What I went back to what I just said. I'm not willing to give up, not even one of my days, not one. Yeah. Every single day. Doesn't have to be my birthday, doesn't have to be Christmas, doesn't have to be summer, doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a Saturday. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent either. That's right. It doesn't because every single day is a gift. And so I live it as if it's a gift and I maximize every single one. And I try to, I also have another philosophy of mine is I always want to make Anyone that ever speaks to me or comes in contact with me feel better than they did before. Yeah. If it's a client, if it's a friend, if it's whoever it is, I want them. And that's why people say your energy is very good. I'm giving that energy to whoever I'm speaking to next to you. If you will never meet me and be Laura wasn't energetic, right? She wasn't the same person I saw. Yeah. Right. Correct. You're always, because my gift to whoever I'm communicating with is my energy. Yeah. Well, it definitely comes through and hopefully that's what everybody's heard on this call as well. So I want to ask you if someone wants to get in touch with you to just talk about mindset or to have you speak at an event or virtually, or they want their company to reach out to you, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Sure. Nice and easy, just Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at A-F-R, wholesale.com is my email. 
I would love for you to follow me every which direction. I mean, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, go for it. I'm all over social media. And even that, Jen, is interesting. Yeah. Two oh, years ago, well, you said, where did you come from? All of a sudden, we're on stages and events together, right? So I've been in the business since the 90s. Yeah. But I always was running the business behind the desk. Yeah. But in 2018, when margin compression was a real thing, I was asked to speak somewhere. And once that happened, that's where say yes, that's where it, now yeah. I've realized that the social media and the speaking and all of that, I'm realizing that it's positively affecting other people. Yes. And because of that, I continue to do it because I believe that anytime you can share positivity with others, you should continue to share it. Yeah, no question, because it becomes very contagious. I and mean, we know that even from the advertisement, right, about the person who opens the door and then the next person who picks up a paper. And, yes. you know, it's very, very contagious. Absolutely. Well, we'll make sure that the link is down um, in the show notes and that, you know, we have all of your social media, you know, links and handles as well as your website there too. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you, you know, and I'm sure we're going to be on more stages together. If, it, if not virtual, we'll be on actual stages here, comes, you know, a couple months, a couple months, we'll be on some real stages <laughs> together. Yeah. And I really look forward to it. And I want to thank you for, you know, all your positivity that you're doing and, and listening. Listen, if you're listening to this and you, you know, now have this gumption to be positive, then keep it going. Keep the wheel going. Don't let anything stop you. Keep it going. And make sure that you're looking at her blog every day. I've enjoyed it the last couple of days and I purposely have gone on because we were going to have this interview. I want to make sure that I was reading it and understanding it and, you know, and I absolutely love it. So thank you so much. Thank for coming you, Jen. In. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, everybody. Well, thank you again for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. And I just want to remind you, please go and write a review and give us a great rating. We need more reviews. I always need more reviews, but the more you can do, the better, the better we go. If you're listening on your phone, you just simply scroll all the way down and you can actually write the review right there. But you have to scroll all the way down on your phone. And then last thing is Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you'd like to become a member of our elite group, our private membership group, please make sure that you go to mortgagelendingmastery.com and get the information there about being part of our elite special group. And we will catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.